past few years, we've heard the term free agents and been told we would all need to become one in order to succeed. The recent economic structures have helped to promote this concept as reality. Where do we get the tools to take control of our career path in the present and future? Welcome to The Career Confidant with your host, Marie Zimanoff. Marie and her guest experts are here to provide you with the tools you need to move forward and achieve your career goals. Now, here is Marie Zimanoff. Hello and welcome to The Career Confidant. And we're glad that you're here today or tonight, wherever you're listening to this from. And you are going to be glad that you've joined us because we have an excellent conversation today with one of our career colleagues, Abdullah Al-Kaim, and he is going to be sharing with us some innovative ideas around finding your career direction. So thank you for joining us, Abdullah. Uh, You're very welcome, Mary. Thank you for having me. Yeah, so you have been in technology and in the careers world. You are currently in Canada, but you've worked in the U.S., the UAE, and India, Jordan. So you have just a diverse experience. And I wonder how you came to be in the career space. What led you to working in careers? Uh, Yeah, definitely. So I guess all of that is my curiosity. I'm a very, very curious person. And um, I am, since I was very young, I actually wanted to study psychology. Um, so things around self-discovery, self-awareness is something always been appealing for me. It helped me with a lot of things in my life. Um, and I find with, um, like, the, 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 the strongest connection to things around, like, let's say, self-discovery and self-awareness in the kind of, like, in the practical world when it comes to coaching and other things would be career development. So for me, the intersection between, you know, like me, just as you said, like being in all these countries and doing all these different jobs and also my passion for psychology and self-awareness together, kind of like career development in a way it's uh, combined them um, together. Yeah. Wow. Interesting. Getting getting to work with all the best of the worlds in the career space, which, of course, I agree with. It's the best work. So tell us a little bit about how you've started to use design thinking to help people envision their career. We've got so many people looking to change careers today. How can they use design thinking? And tell me a little more about that. Yeah, definitely. So uh, design thinking comes a lot. It's a very famous model or concept when it comes to more like startups, like product-based companies, I would say people working in technology. So um, big part of my career, I actually always had two careers, kind of like one, helping people, things around like nonprofits, you know, like care, uh, coaching, training, and the other one is in technology and business. So um, in, in technology, uh, usually we use design thinking to solve problems. So um, product managers or people trying to build something, they would use design thinking as a way to build, you know, like the kind of best product and get the best feedback from customers. So if we look at our life as a product or as a project, then, and if we look at what design thinking is all about, we're gonna, we get, it's all about emph- emphasizing with the customer. Or, or, so if we apply that on ourselves in a way, um, we, like, we kind of like, um, see that emphasizing and figure out what you want, uh, is kind of like the most important thing. And this is like the first step in design thinking. And for me, it's kind of like a nice way to, again, combine, um, discovering yourself, kind of like link it with, the, um, you know, like looking at your life as a product or as a project. 
Yeah, that's fascinating. So we look at it like a project. We think about how we can, you said, get feedback from customers. So what are the practical steps that someone might take to apply this to their finding their career fit? Uh, definitely. So the first step in design thinking and, you know, like um, generally is figure out what you want. And this comes to, you know, like what's your personality, what's your values. A lot, a lot of these things we usually overlook. We just want to right away jump into, you know, finding a job or maybe like optimizing our resume, optimizing our LinkedIn. But a lot of times, like job seekers, um, I'm, I'm sure you know this as well, like um, we don't put a lot of attention to that. So first of all, emphasizing with yourself, I would say. So figure out what you want, uh, building kind of like a vision, and then setting up like um, the other steps in designing it would be like ideating and like prototyping. So that's when it comes the career world. We call it like an action plan. So setting an action plan, not just, you know, um, going randomly applying, like knowing like let's say you want a certain role and then just going applying for um, random, like random job applications around that um, role or title. So like having kind of like a vision and action plan that will um, surround around that um, title or role or vision you have set for yourself from, let's say, um, step one. And fascinating. So when someone is um, trying to figure out what that looks like or who they're, I mean, it sounds like the customer is a big part of this. So how do you help your clients identify who those other stakeholders are in their career before they get going? Uh, yeah. And uh, so for this, if we look at customers as people who can give us like valuable feedback, if I'm building a business or I'm building something, uh, customers in the case of um, someone, uh, um, a job seeker, like someone looking for a career change or looking for a job, uh, it would be people, uh, it would be your managers, it, it would be people around you, even your family. So like when I say, figure out what's your strength and what's your values and skills. So like a lot of times, um, if we ask the people around us, like, what do you think um, is something that I am good at generally? Um, so if you ask like five, six people from your best friends, family, people who've managed you before, you, people you've traveled with before, it, you, it's gonna, you're going to uh, figure out like a pattern, like, uh, um, like if, if, if three of them tell you that, okay, you're actually very good with people and you're very good with listening, then you know that um, this is like a great feedback that you should apply for jobs that needs people who are good listeners, for example. Um, and it goes the same if they tell you um, you are, let's say you are good in, um, um, you know, like speaking, then you would know like th- things like around sales or like things around marketing or things like around teaching people, training people would be. Um, so, yeah, looking at people around us kind of like, that, so that's one part. The other part is just like really um, sometimes it's about, you know, um, I, I one of the things I do is like I would reach out to people uh, I would call them like mentors, uh, people who work in the same area what I want to look uh, work in, and then I would just like you know like send them somebody to try to connect with them and take their feedback about my resume, maybe take their feedback about um, you know like uh, what's my next step should be for my career. So like if I'm trying to you know like do an MBA now or should I like um, go for a senior role? Um, so if we find 
people, random people, people we don't know, like it's easy to find them on LinkedIn with keywords and all that, then we can always like, you know, message them and people always willing to give advice. So uh, if you look at instead of customers as people are strangers, uh, they're going to give you this input about your life or like your career as uh, someone as a valuable feedback, then a lot of times that is something really, so in a way, you know, like on abstract level, is the same when you're building a company you just need to hear a feedback from customers and strangers and people who don't know your business so it goes the same with you if you are um i would say like a job seeker yeah and that's so important people to know what they're good at but to also get that external perspective as to what they're good at so i love that you bring that up i know that you are a fan of the strengths-based I don't know, method is not the right word, strengths-based philosophy. So what other tools besides kind of getting this external ideas of what your strengths are, what other tools do you use with people to figure out their strengths? Uh, yeah, so um, I'm a big fan also of personality um, assessment. Um, and I, uh, like there is, you know, MBTI is a, is a great example. It's very famous. A lot of people use it. But one of the ways I, I know that um, sometimes there's also critics among uh, people about this because they want to put someone in a box. The, the way I find helpful um, with my clients or with uh, with even myself, like it worked for me very well, is like to do, uh, for example, like three different personality assessment and then see where is the intersection between them. So uh, the other one would be Big Five, and it's they call it the Ocean Model, and it's a great, it's a scientific based uh, personality assessment. And if you do an MBTI. And it tells you, like, you're an, um, let's say, you're an ENFP, like you're an extrovert, right? But then you also do um, the big five, and you, uh, the big five would tell you, like, extra, you are high in extroversion. Then you would know for sure that um, extroversion is, is one of your strengths. So this way you, um, you kind of, like, so usually when I, uh, it goes the same on our point, we were talking about gathering feedback. So um sometimes we we go on this one career coach or one mentor or one manager and we hear one perspective and then we think this is what's right. But when it comes to design thinking, it's all about listening to many different inputs and then seeing where is the pattern, where is the intersection between all of them. So if we apply that also on the tools or like the personality assessments we're using, uh, we take multiple perspectives of them and then we see where do they um, kind of like intersect together, then that would tell us, um, you know, that this is like a, a really good uh, thing to pursue, for example, or focus on. Yeah, and that assessments can be tricky, but they are, as you said, they're a place to start a conversation. They give you some insight. They're not meant to be an answer, although oftentimes our clients want that, right? They want that answer of what should I do? What uh, What should I do? So let's just kind of recap for people if they are wanting to use design thinking in their career search. What's the first step? How do they get started? Or are there some resources that they can check out on design thinking? Uh, yeah, sure. So, I mean, it, it depends on the person, what um, what area they are, like, in. are they in the IT world? Are they more like in the nonprofits? Are they more like in business management? So I would say... Um, if, if you, if anyone Google design thinking, then they will, you will see like hundreds of different material that will show you like how the model is built. And again, the first step is emphasize. So first, if we want to like again to 
emphasizing with yourself, figure out reflecting, doing reflection, figure out what you want, what's your strength, what's your skills, and then emphasizing with people. So reaching out to different people, uh, uh, your, the coaches or the mentors you're working with, but also uh, different managers, different people who've worked with you before, your ex-colleagues, and then trying to see what feedback I can hear about them, about myself. Um, and, and sometimes it's not necessarily like really a feedback that is like verbal or written like from a person. It could be you, you, you literally just open up, um, um, let's say you've been in, in uh, you've, you, you, you've been working for 10 years then opening up all the versions of your resume for 10 years and seeing where is the, what could be something that you've always highlighted between all these 10 years. So in my case, for example, I've done a lot of different roles. But when I put them all beside each other and I try to see, okay, actually, um, there's a pattern uh, that's telling me that, okay, I've always done different roles, but like I've always been in this specific industry. That means um, I'm very, I, I should always be focusing on, for example, this industry. So sometimes it's not necessarily like people input as a people. It could be data. It could be your documents, your previous resumes. It could be, you know, like uh, your previous face, like even open up your Facebook history from seven years ago and seeing your post and seeing how was your kind of, um, um, you know, like, your personality seven years ago because a lot of times these kind of like all different data if we look at them it would give us like really good um, um you know like um uh, highlights and really good uh things that insights i would say that we can can help us figure out what we want now or to what we should do um right now excellent love that yeah so much uh jewels come out of just that self-reflection and looking backwards what have you enjoyed when have you been really happy in your work and sometimes not even just paid work but volunteer work or or volunteer committees and and those types of things as well so we're going to take a short break and when we come back continue talking about how you can use design thinking and then some of the other ideas of getting your career outside of the box so we'll help you get outside of the box about your career when we get back in just a few minutes. Voice America Business Network, the bottom line in business. You know that the career landscape has changed and that you need to be proactive about managing your career. You can have the foresight, skills, and confidence you need to take charge of your career and seize opportunities. A strategic advantage and career expert, Marie Simonoff has helped thousands of leaders like you get focused, get found, and get hired. Visit GetCareerSmart.com to find out more. That's GetCareerSmart.com or call 800-521-2080 to schedule your complimentary consultation. Today, expertise equals credibility. When you know what to do and how to do it, people follow because they acknowledge that you know more. However, stepping up in your career eventually pushes you out of your comfort zone of expertise. How you lead at those moments requires new skills. We're here to show you how to survive and thrive. Join me, Wanda Wallace, on Out of the Comfort Zone at Voice America Business Channel. You can find more information at Leadership Forum, INC. 
You hear about it all the time. Compromises, destructive malware, major breaches. You can't turn on the news without hearing about the latest cyber event. Learn more about cybersecurity, how it has become one of the most significant threats to our national security, and the battle experts undergo every day on your behalf to protect you, your families, and your data. Task Force 7 Radio with host George Redis is the voice of cybersecurity around the world. Tune in live every Monday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 5 p.m. Pacific on The Voice America. America Business Channel. You are tuned into the Career Confidant with Marie Zimanoff. If you have a question or comment for Marie or her guest today, please call 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. You may also send an email to marie at a strategicadvantage.com. Now, back to The Career Confidant. Hello and welcome back to The Career Confidant. And today we are talking with Abdullah about how we can use design thinking in our career. And then we are also thinking about, so we've been talking about this in terms of career change. But at the break, we were talking about how the idea of self-discovery or self-awareness is not just important in career change, but also in career management and advancement. Because, of course, it's the underpinning of our emotional intelligence. We really have to know ourselves and so as you were talking about the assessments you know that is an important piece of our and it doesn't have to be a formal assessment although formal assessments offer a lot of value even just introspection and and some good lines of questioning for ourselves or working with a coach can help uncover some of those patterns and thinking philosophies ways of being that will give us insights that we need to be more effective. So anything else that you would add here as we wrap up this topic of design thinking in our career? Uh, No, I think uh, pretty much um, a lot of what I touched on. I mean, uh, I always uh, actually produce content on my, and I can, at the end of, I'm sure, like, I can tell people where to find me, but uh, I'm happy to connect if everyone wants to connect with me and hear more about uh, this topic and how we can connect, uh, you know, the world of design thinking and even technology or productizing yourself as a a job seeker. That's something I would be happy uh, to. Yeah, so that idea of productizing ourselves leads us into our next conversation about freelancing. So freelancing, side hustles, people having some kind of either business or or side business has just blown up during COVID. People have found opportunities to get creative. And how are you seeing this impact careers? What do people need to know if they're thinking about, or or maybe they're already doing a side hustle, but they want to make it more effective? Uh, definitely. So uh, I think um, um, we all agree that connections um, is one of the most infor- important aspects to find a job. So referrals, connections, connecting with people. And, you know, the more you do uh, side hustles, extracurricular projects, fr- freelance things, even volunteering, things like that, you will be able to build um, connections. And uh, I, I see a lot of people overlook this. Um, I, one of like, the, 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 thing, the most things that really gave me all the things I did before, all my travels, all the accomplishments I did was basically the power of connecting with people. And that's where all, because since 
I started, like, since I graduated till now, it's almost like been 10 years, I've been always, always doing uh, side projects. Um, I've always been doing part-time jobs, um, you know, like, beside my, my main job. And I think what helped me with this, and I can uh, give maybe, like, a, a, a personal reflection from myself, is I've always, because I know what I want, and I always paid uh, attention to self-awareness and self-discovery, so I, I always kind of, like, chosen jobs that fit well with myself. So um, I know I don't want to, sounds like working on two jobs or a part-time with a full-time, it sounds like a lot of work, but if you really, if you're a full-time job, you're doing something that aligns with yourself, uh, you're not going to feel, um, th- you're going to like what you do, and that will give you enough energy and motivation to pursue another part-time job or work on weekends, sometimes on a side project. So um, I think one of the main points comes to my mind, uh, one is with going connecting that to the first part what we were talking about, is like if you pay attention to self-discovery, self-awareness, you know what you want, what kind of job fits with you well, and you choose that, then it will be easier for you to uh, focus on freelancing, you know, like side hustles um, um, and, and all that. And the second point, it would be like the power of connection. So whether it's COVID or pre-COVID, and I'm sure it's going to be post-COVID even more, like the more we are able to do these extra projects, the more we're able to interact with different industries, different people, and that's going to give us a good, um, more connections, which is going to help us, like, land the job we want or, you know, um, accomplish whatever we want to do in our um, career. Yeah, and it gives you such an opportunity to make new connections, as you're talking about the power of connections. When you do these types of projects, it can give you that opportunity to to make more connections in the areas that you want to move into. It obviously also gives you an opportunity to use and build skills that maybe you're not getting an opportunity to do at work. So when people are thinking about a, a side hustle or a project, oftentimes they make it bigger than it needs to be or, or they might say, you know, oh, I'm going to go do something I've never done before. And maybe a passion project is going to lead you in that direction. But you might also think about the skills that you want to get and how could you build those or the skills that you already have and how could you market those differently so that you're not starting from scratch. I don't know if you see people, uh, well, I guess let's ask you that. What are some of the mistakes you see people make when they want to go and freelance or start start a side hustle? Uh yeah, so I think uh, it would be for if if the side hustle or like the the, the secondary thing you're doing is purely for money and you're not passionate about it, that that's gonna give you hard times because working every evening three or extra hours after your full time, if you're doing something that is not fit with your like skills, but also your, you know, like natural talent and strength, then that's just going to make you stressed more, uh, exhausted more, and it's going to make you burn out. Um, so, uh, all, although I, I were, I, I said that it's important for you to do like your main job, the full time as something, um, you know, like align very well with you, but I would say even that's more when it comes to, so yeah, I see a lot of people trying to jump into opportunities for things that might just be out of profit. Um, but, um, yeah, I, I, I think, I think I would start even volunteering and, and seeing doing, you know, maybe like different volunteering projects and seeing 
which one of them is the one that um, gives you the most energy and then focus on that, trying to make profit um, out of that. But because if you just do it from the beginning just for money without really thinking if this is something I can do well and I'm talented at doing, then you're just going to, um, you know, like give up on uh, has freelancing and, you know, like side projects because it's going to exhaust you and maybe get you to a, a burnout. Yeah, so it's going to be somewhere, and and people are going to choose for different reasons, whether they choose something that is a passion or they choose something that allows them to build a skill. Just like people choose a career for a different reason, you're going to choose that side hustle. So just having that awareness around what it is that you're choosing and why is so so critical. So let's talk a little bit about our, our last topic today, and I just you made me very curious with this uh, statement here around the beautiful connection between self-awareness and career development. We've been dancing around it a little bit, but I'd just love to hear your thoughts and what, what is this beautiful connection between self-awareness and career development? <laughs> Definitely, yeah. So uh, I guess, yeah, we, we already, um, I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of like you can call me an evangelist for self-awareness. So it's something I'm passionate about. Uh, also, I see the world needs to more. So I guess, um the beautiful connection or how I see it is because of um, the fast pace of life nowadays and because of technology, all the tools we have, because of the distractions, there's so many distractions, right? Technology tools and everything we're doing now, the speed of everything is just a distraction from ourselves a lot of times. So um, because of the stress and distraction that make us um, don't really spend a lot of time with ourselves to reflect and think about what we want. And that just, uh, for a lot of people, self or when I talk about self awareness, they just think it's something more like, uh, it sounds like, you know, cute or it sounds something nice and nice to have. It's not, but that's all because if we think about it, it's really because of the way our lifestyle is built. Uh, and because of our life is very fast and there's not much time really to think about these things, then that's where if uh, you need to dedicate time like regularly to think about um, these things. I actually um, read recently like a nice research saying that every uh, five, I think, to seven years, people uh, passion or like people vision or people like goals change. So it, 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 w- when we say reflect and think about what I want is not only if you are like you're still a student or you're still like starting early on, um, I would say um, it, it's even something that every person needs in whatever phase in their life. Every maybe like, um, you know, like uh, at every phase of their life, if they're immigrating to a new country, if they're like uh, going to, um, you know, like a new, whatever is happening in their life, every once in a while they need to put that much attention into, you know, reflecting and thinking about these things. So, um, and, and, and from practically how it's a lot have to do with the, the career world, I would say I see a lot of the people um, change their career when they're like 30, 40 years old. They regret a lot of what they did or they figure out like they get to a burnout. They figure out like a lot of what they did is not something they wanted. So if someone actually early on start putting uh, time and attention and focus into self-awareness and figure out what they want, and build a life around it, then they want to get into um, a phase later on where they discover that they need to, you know, like uh, change. And I, 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 I'm, I'm not saying like it's okay. Um, I mean, whatever you did before, you can utilize that in, 
for your next step. But uh, if you were careful from the beginning and you paid it attention to what you wanted from the beginning, you, then that would just save you a lot of time and a lot of, you know, like resources. Um, um, just imagining like you do, you spend that much amount of money on four years degree and then after five years discover that's what, not what you wanted. Uh, just, just for me, the idea of like saving choosing something from early on, like something you want to study and saving all that, you know, money, it just like, it's a lot of value I see there. So I hope, I hope that makes sense. Uh, this is, uh, um, yeah, I, I hope that, that makes sense. Yeah, very helpful information just to think about how important it is. And, and we often don't take time to do that, right? We don't take time to introspect and and it is so valuable throughout our career for so many different reasons so I appreciate that now before we say goodbye tell us again how people can connect with you how can they find you to learn more and follow along with your insights uh, definitely. And by the way, uh, thank you very much. Uh, I'm, I, I'm very happy, you know, to, to be talking to you. I told you before, like, um, CTL is one of my favorite communities. Uh, just the amount of great insights you share with us regularly is something um, I'm very grateful for. And just seeing someone like you, a fellow change maker, I know you're, you're doing your thing. You're fighting for your passion every day, and you're always trying to maintain your vision. I, I, I could see that. So that's something... I would say a good inspiration and motivation for me to keep doing also my thing. Um, now, uh, I'm, all, I'm Abdullah and Beyond. Uh, that's my website and that's also my social media handle. So my website would be abdullahandbeyond.com. And my social media, Instagram, LinkedIn, I always produce content in English. I have other accounts where I do content in Arabic. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I would say Instagram and LinkedIn is mainly where you can find me, Abdullah and Beyond. Yeah, I always um, yeah, b- um, create content about self-awareness, technology, and things around like care exploration and care, uh, care discovery. So I would love to connect with anyone um, who wants to chat about this more or just want to, you know, like talk about something um, else. Yeah, excellent. Well, thank you again so much for sharing your insights. And we are going to take a short break. We're going to say goodbye to Abdullah again. Thank you so much. And when we come back, we'll talk a little bit about changing or transitioning these self-awareness and some of your ideas about what you've accomplished this year into your goals for 2022. So we'll be right back in just a few minutes. The business community's first choice in Internet Talk Radio, Voice America Business Network. You know that the career landscape has changed and that you need to be proactive about managing your career. You can have the foresight, skills, and confidence you need to take charge of your career and seize opportunities. A strategic advantage and career expert, Marie Zimanoff has helped thousands of leaders like you get focused, get found, and get hired. Visit GetCareerSmart.com to find out more. That's GetCareerSmart.com or call 800-521-2080 to schedule your complimentary consultation. Today we live in a truly global environment. Business can more easily be conducted now in almost any part of the world. How do you, as a business owner or professional, navigate the ever-changing business landscape? Tune in to Leadership Beyond Borders with host Kimberly J. Lewis. With a worldwide resource of guests, you'll find out what opportunities and challenges surround diverse and virtual organizations. Listen live every Tuesday at 3 p.m. U.S. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. 
Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. Voice America Business Network, the bottom line in business. tuned into the career confidant with marie zimanoff if you have a question or comment for marie or her guest today please call 1-866-472-5790 that's 1-866-472-5790 you may also send an email to marie at a strategic advantage.com now back to the career confidant Welcome back to The Career Confidant, and today we were talking with Abdullah from Abdullah and Beyond, and he was sharing some great ideas around design thinking in our career and really the importance of our self-reflection and self-awareness in driving our career. And we talked a lot about that at the beginning of the show in terms of your career decision-making of course, really understanding what drives you and what motivates you and what you need more of in your career, what you need less of in your career, which is often easier. All those questions, if we don't have good answers for them, we stumble and we struggle in our career change because we really don't know what's driving us. And oftentimes, a negative experience or something clashing with our values or needs, practical needs in our life, like having to have more flexibility, if those are driving our career decisions, but we haven't taken the time to really uncover the other pieces, we will struggle. Because going after a job that it's one little piece of what we need. Let's say it offers us flexibility or it allows us to work from home. If we go after that job for those reasons, but don't have the other pieces figured out, we will likely be unhappy because we are not one dimensional people. And most of us are not going to be happy just because we found a job that works from home if it doesn't also align with our values or also find the work interesting. We're all going to value those different aspects of work in various ways at various levels and if we don't know that about ourselves we'll, we likely will jump out of the frying pan into the fire as the old saying goes so that self-awareness is so critical when we're thinking about a career change it's also the main point of every single leadership training I've ever given or been a part of is self-awareness because of course most of the time leadership requires us to be better leaders of ourselves first Just like being a great parent is really about parenting ourselves or kind of being in control of our own emotions first, because we can't lead others if we aren't first leading ourselves. If we're not in control of our own emotions, if we're not aware of our own reactions and patterns and ways that we communicate or fail to do so, that self-awareness piece underlies really every piece of career success and business success in the business side of things or that self-awareness and or lack thereof usually causes us to either step on our, our toes, get in the way of our own business deals, have a mindset that prevents us from doing the things we need to do or doing them as quickly as we could. And that self-awareness adds so much to our business success if we're in business as well. So what do we what do we want to do with that and what are some tools that we can use? Abdullah talked a little bit about the 
assessments, whether you're a fan of, you know, the, the Myers-Briggs or the DISC. I used to be a huge non-fan of the DISC, and then I found the new work of leaders version, and, and that one fits a lot better. The language is so much healthier for my discussions with clients. And it isn't about an assessment that will necessarily give you the right answers. It's about having a conversation piece, having a common language that you can use either with your coach or with your team. I just recently took the Colby and Wealth Dynamics for the coaching that I'm doing now and they're all some they have similar elements to them some have some interesting differences they bring a common language to conversations that you might have with your team or with a coach and that is their power they're not going to be a goal, you know a crystal ball that tells you what you should be or who you should be or how you are necessarily they're all conversation pieces for taking the conversation deeper which is why oftentimes our career change clients gets into a little bit of trouble when they try to take those on their own and then the answers aren't what you're hoping for and you don't have the person and maybe the skills to process through so what what does this mean for me how do I put these this feedback and this language to work for me of course I also like the strengths finder um, but even as much as that assessment is so positive I've had clients frustrated with that when they took it that you know the language doesn't fit and they need help with the translation so don't feel like if you've taken something and it wasn't good fit it means that nothing is it's all about the language and what you're looking for and how you might be able to apply it and sometimes a formal assessment isn't helpful And then we can use some powerful lines of questioning. And so what I want to do for our remaining time today is think about how we might use some of these powerful questions to help you identify what you want to use from 2021 as we move forward to 2022 and what you might want to change or build on or, you know, scrap and and move on from. And When we think about the new year, we often jump right into setting those new year's resolutions or setting those goals for the next year instead of really thinking about where did I go this year? What were my strengths this year? And this is that strengths-based approach or appreciative inquiry-based approach where we think about what did I do well and how could I build on that? How could I make that more powerful next year? What what do I want to carry forward? It is perhaps a little counterintuitive because we like to think about what went wrong or what didn't I like. And we'll get there. Let's start by really thinking about what went well. What were some of your best accomplishments for this year? And this is one of the the questions I found in, in a workbook. Just thinking about who did you help this year? Or who was a benefit? Who did benefit from what you did this year? Because oftentimes that impact on other people helps us root ourselves a little bit more in our success instead of thinking about what didn't go wrong which or what didn't go right, which tends to focus a little bit more on ourselves. So instead of focusing on ourselves 
alone, also think about those that you impacted this year. What are you most proud of in terms of your giving, helping, serving others this year? That could be inside your family, inside your profession, inside your community, really digging in and thinking about those positive aspects of your world from 2021. And what I noticed in 2020 to 2021, and and I did this myself, was this hope that turning the calendar was going to make everything go away. It was going to make everything better. And just talking to some colleagues today on the East Coast of the U.S., and they were talking about how COVID is making a resurgence there. And some people are being careful again about getting together with family, even if they are vaccinated. You know, we're just, just, they're struggling and trying to be careful. And we know that turning the calendar to 2022 isn't going to solve it all, unfortunately, right? It's not going to make it go away, poof, with that magic kiss on New Year's Eve that we all wish we could have, right? So we are going to have to move into 2022 poised to be resilient, although I know that word's overused, right? Poised to bounce back quickly, poised to realize that we're going to have failures. Things aren't going to go as planned. And I got to tell you, like the butterflies start rising in my stomach because we again have our conference planned in Philadelphia for April. And in 2020, we had to cancel it all. And and, um, I didn't do a great job of pivoting and putting it all back together quickly. And so I've got to start thinking about, you know, how will I do that in 2022 if that happens again? And what are your strategies for recovering quickly? What works for you when something goes wrong? Is it, you know, go out and get some exercise? Is it to let yourself have that emotional break and, and maybe you do cry or or have a good, nice punching bag where you can hit something, although catharsis has been proven to not be that helpful for if that's what you want to do that, you know, what are those strategies? One of the ones that I've talked about that I really like to use is positive intelligence and the PQ work by Charmaine uh, Shirzad. I really enjoyed that work, positive intelligence. I highly recommend the book or the ebook. And that can help me recenter. He also talks about the idea of being a surfer. So instead of trying to control everything that we are, we are riding the wave, we're controlling the surfboard, but we realize we have no control over the wave. So it might be meditation or an analogy or a vision that you use, but I'd encourage you to think about and write it down and have a specific strategy or two that you are going to use to manage the disappointments that are inevitable in 2022. Because before we can talk too much about setting goals, which we're going to do in our next segment, but before we can talk too much about that, in today's world, we also need to think about what are my strategies for handling it when it doesn't go right? Because unfortunately, reality is a little bit more (laughs) in our face than it used to be. And it won't go right. And so what are we going to do? Well, right now, we're going to take a short break. And when we come back, I've got some awesome questions for you to think about how you can plan your 2022. Some of these came from the best year yet 
by uh, Michael Hyatt. I participated in that program um, last year, and I'm excited to participate again in it this year. And if you're looking for some powerhouse words to help you get going in 2022, come back. Or you can also go to ctlrwa.shop slash best year 2021 and join me for the best year yet with Michael Hyatt this year and uh, let's set some goals to win in 2022 so ctlrwa.shop backslash best year 2021 we'll also be back here in just a few minutes to talk about some questions you can ponder to set better goals for 2022 we'll be right back in just a few minutes the business community's first choice in Internet Talk Radio, Voice America Business Network. You know that the career landscape has changed and that you need to be proactive about managing your career. You can have the foresight, skills, and confidence you need to take charge of your career and seize opportunities. A strategic advantage and career expert, Marie Simonoff has helped thousands of leaders like you get focused, get found, and get hired. Visit GetCareerSmart.com to find out more. That's GetCareerSmart.com or call 800-521-2080 to schedule your complimentary consultation. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. You are tuned in to The Career Confidant with Marie Zimanoff. If you have a question or comment for Marie or her guest today, please call 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. You may also send an email to marie at astrategicadvantage.com. Now, back to The Career Confidant. Hello and welcome back to The Career Confidant and today we've been talking about design thinking in your career and really the power of self-awareness and self-assessment in your career and how much that helps us throughout our career to stay connected to who we are and therefore be better at managing ourselves and others and our relationships in our work. And as we think about moving into 2022, we've also talked here briefly about reevaluating 2021. What went well? What did you, what were you proud of? What did you do in, to help others? And one of the other things that um, I got this just from a brief reading I did on uh, some of Michael Hyatt stuff was if you do have regrets what do those tell you about what's important to you? What values or goals are those indicators of so that we can be more aware of those moving into the new year? Because my guess is that we all have regrets from 2021, things we didn't do that we wish we'd done or things that didn't go well or perhaps not spending enough time with family and friends it may have been out of our control and it may be out of our control again in 2022, but we can write that down and really think about what do we want to do with that. And then a powerful question that I asked my Career Thought Leaders Associates earlier today, what limiting beliefs stood in your way in 2021 and what do you want to do about that? in 2022 and people just shared some awesome 
awesome limiting beliefs. We just had such a great conversation. If you're a Career Thought Leaders associate, we'll get the recording up shortly along with the chat so that you can go back and look at some of those and think about what applies to you and what do you want to do with that. One of the other great questions that uh, my groups have been enjoying is what are your three wishes for 2022? When I do career and appreciative inquiry work with people, I always ask them their three wishes for their career. And it just gets you thinking, and it's not a goal. Goals can sometimes feel a little bit uh, pressure-ish, right? Once I set that goal, I have to do that thing. So let's just talk about a wish. What are your three wishes for 2022 and they might be related to your career your personal life and you know you want to keep it to three but they could be a mix of of things what are those three wishes for 2022 and then we can sit back and we can think about okay if those are if I want to turn some of those into goals what actions might I take to get there and if you've listened to this show at all you know that I'm a much bigger fan of action-based goals or process-based goals instead of outcome-based goals or those visions, which we need to have, but oftentimes that's where people stop. And then we get upset that we don't get to where we want to go. So we know that 80% of New Year's resolutions are broken by February. Why? Because most of the time people set really a vision without any plan. I want to lose 30 pounds. And even I want to eat healthier, which is somewhat of a process-based goal. But if you don't have any actions or teeth to it, it doesn't go anywhere. But most of the time, people set outcomes-based goals or vision goals that don't have any they don't have any way to get there. And so then you wake up on January 2nd and you haven't lost 30 pounds yet. And boy, it feels defeating. So you just decide to give up. Whereas if we set that goal to eat X amount of calories or work out X amount of minutes per day, then we can say, er, bummer, bummer, missed that today, but tomorrow I'm going to make it happen. We have an action. We can shoot for that action every day, and it does lead us towards that bigger vision of that end goal. So I'd encourage you as you're thinking about your goals for 2022, you set that vision. Yes, you might set that goal of what that's going to look like at the end of the year, but then we've got to back it into what are the actions, the daily actions that I can take to get there or the the quarterly actions that I can take as one of the reasons that I have kind of bought in, if you will, gone all in on on the the full focus planner from our Michael Hyatt as well. The quarterly goals, which almost every coaching program that I have dabbled in in the last year is big on the quarterly goals. And because when you set annual goals, it's really easy to say, oh, well, I can get to that later. There's no urgency. When you set quarterly goals and you review them, or, you, you know, weekly is a little too short, right? That's more the actions that you want to take that week. But you've got that quarterly goal set out. You know what it's going to take to get there. And you can evaluate that progress. And before the next quarter, you can set them again. 
adjust because things change, things move. And it's it's not a goal set in stone or, or brick. It's a goal set in clay that we're going to rework and reform depending on what we need and what changes in our lives. And that's going to keep us a lot happier and a lot more motivated when we don't set that goal as a black and white, either I make it or I don't. It's it's going to change, it's going to move, and we're going to measure our progress against it. Now, one of the things we know is that sharing your goals with others increases our chances of, of achieving them. So writing them down increases your chances of achieving them by 10%. Sharing them with others increases your, your chance of reaching it by another 40%. So I'd encourage you to write that goal down and share it with us. This is one of the things that we've been doing within our community is giving people an opportunity to write their goals down and share it because we know the power of doing that. If you've got a professional team that you can do this with or a personal group, your book club, your your family, whatever it might be, to write them down and share them has so much power. And I would encourage you to do that. And to think about your wishes for this year, your goals, how are you going to achieve that? Who is going to be part of the team that helps you achieve that so that you can get there faster with your community instead of trying to do things on your own? And then what are some of the resources that you're going to reach out to to make those things happen? And when we go through and really work the work the goal a little bit, put some teeth to it, put some ideas to it, we're going to be so much more likely to reach it. So again, I'd encourage you if you want to join me for the best year yet um, with Michael Hyatt, you can go to ctlrwa.shop backslash best year 2021. If you're listening to this before December 31st of 2021, if not, don't worry, it'll come around again next December. And I'd encourage you to keep an eye out for it. And they might sell it in the new year. I don't know. But this program has been helpful to me. If you don't do this, I I would recommend setting aside some time and really thinking about what are you going to do for this year? What are your goals and how are you going to recover quicker when the inevitable downfalls, mistakes and disappointments happen? in 2022 because if we're ready for it and we've got a process a system that works for us or maybe a few that we're going to try out we're more likely to keep on track get back up and keep moving towards those those goals and those wishes that we've set forward for ourselves i'm always happy to hear what you are thinking and what goals you're setting for yourself you can reach out to me at marie m-a-r-i-e at careerthoughtleaders.com. And if you have ideas or topics that we should cover on the show, we'd love to hear those as well. And we always love your reviews and subscribing to our show. So thank you all for doing that this year as well. We will see you next week right back here on The Career Confidant. Thank you for listening to The Career Confidant, Marie Zimanoff will return again with another terrific guest next Monday at 6 p.m. Eastern Time, 3 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Business Channel. Be sure to join us then.